The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our gospel reading for this past Sunday from Matthew chapter 11 verses 25 to 30 where Matthew was inspired to write. At that time Jesus said, I praise you Father Lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke from me, upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My dear friends in Christ, when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, the yoke that Christ is asking us to bear is a yoke that is designed for a childlike faith, and, and it's also a yoke that we'd say is distributed solely by Jesus. But now, what is this yoke? Well, Jesus said here, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Well, these words are for anyone who is weary and burdened. And through these words, what the Holy Spirit would do is he would be issuing a gospel call to faith in Jesus. Through these words, through words like these, the Holy Spirit can work to take the unbeliever, the person who by nature is an enemy of God, and turn him into a believing child of God. And through words like these, what the Holy Spirit also can do is work on the hearts of any of us who already are, by the grace of God, believing children of God, to build us up and strengthen us in our faith in our Savior, Jesus. But now, all of us are among those who are weary and burdened that Jesus is talking about here. The sins of thought, word, and deed that we commit in our lives they do make us weary and burdened. They do trouble us if we think about the consequence that there is for sin, and that is, well, the wages of sin is death. So sin would have to make us weary and burdened. And what also makes us weary and burdened is sometimes just living in this sinful world, because sometimes living in this world can seem so rough and so tough and so hard to bear. So when our sins are troubling us and when this life is troubling us, that makes us weary and burdened. And Jesus says here, come to me for rest. And what does he do? The rest? Well, that's assuring us that our sins are forgiven. And it's also assuring us that he'll be with us every step of the way to help us to face the trials and the troubles that we're dealing with in, in this life, to help us deal with them, to remove them, to 
make them somehow or other serve our good in this life. And now see, that's rest for our souls. Knowing Jesus' help and strength and especially his forgiveness. Well, Jesus said, I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is like the father in the parable of the prodigal son. After that prodigal son, the lost son, after he had wasted all his share of the family money, after he was totally destitute and had absolutely nothing, after he had ruined his life, he returned to his father thinking, boy, I've messed up everything. My father's not going to love or care for me. Maybe he'll just accept me back as a slave, as a servant. Well, the father lovingly took the son back. And Jesus works with us in the same way. He's gentle and humble toward us. He's loving. He's not overbearing. And, and in his love, what he will do is he'll discipline us. He'll allow hardships and trouble, troubles into our lives if that's something that's going to benefit our eternal souls. And remember that oftentimes when we've wandered away from God, it's that discipline that is so absolutely necessary. And what Jesus is always doing is lovingly disciplining us with the desire to just bring us back so that we can enjoy more of his blessings. So, if he wants to give us rest, why does he ascend, say here then that he wants us to take a yoke upon ourselves? What is the yoke that Jesus wants us to bear? Where? It's a yoke that is delightful to wear. Oh, he's encouraging us to live lives of faithful service to our God. And that really isn't work at all. Oh, let's think what it means to be yoked together with Christ under a normal circumstance. If you have two oxen that are yoked together, harnessed together to pull a plow through the field, what happens is that that harness is placed on the two of them. They're placed side by side. And that means that each oxen is basically getting an equal share of the work and the load and pulling the plow. But that's not the case with Jesus and the yoke that he asks us to bear. Because remember that Jesus already did all the real work. He lived a perfect life for us so we could have his holiness. He died on the cross to pay for our sins. He rose from the dead to prove to us that he was victorious and that we can look forward to life forever. He's done everything. So when we're yoked together with Christ, it's not like Christ is here and we're here and we're yoked side by side and we're expected to do our half of the work. Actually, the way I often like to picture it is Imagine instead you have Christ in front and we're behind and the plow is behind us, but we're yoked behind Christ and we're yoked in such a way that our feet aren't even touching the ground. And that means that Jesus is doing the work and we're getting 
what is really a free ride to eternal life because of Jesus doing the work. He did all the real work for us. And now when you think about that, that means that the yoke that he asks us to bear, it's a yoke that's delightful for us to wear. It's delightful for us to wear because, again, he did the real work. It's looking to Jesus, the yoke that he asks us to bear, it's looking to Jesus to take us to heaven and to give us all the help and the strength that we need. That's not a burden at all. That's not a burden to bear, really. That yoke is a yoke that is a, a delightful to wear. Oh, none of us would probably really like to be strapped to a plow, but this yoke is exactly what we sinners need, and it is a joy, a free ride to heaven. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In Sunday's epistle reading, the Apostle Paul had said, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Life can get us down. There are all kinds of problems and troubles around us, and there are the temptations that Satan, the unbelieving world, and our own sinful flesh hurl our way. And our sins can make us feel guilty and make us feel very troubled. But remember what Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and you will find rest for your souls. So we say, Lord, give us a childlike faith that looks to Jesus, that knows Jesus. That's really the yoke that Jesus wants us to bear, having a childlike faith that looks to Jesus, a childlike faith that the Holy Spirit will work on our hearts. A yoke that's delightful to bear because Jesus has done everything for us to get us to heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, keep sending us your Holy Spirit and your word so we always see our weakness and our need for your help and strength. Thanks for giving us our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for working in us a childlike faith so that we know Jesus as our Savior and our way to eternal life. That's a yoke that is delightful to wear. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.